Oh my goodness. Welcome to this week's episode of the If She Did It podcast. I am so insanely excited for this week's guest. You guys, I have loved Jamie King since I started my business, I swear. And I decided to ask her if she would be on my podcast, and she said yes. And so today we have none other than Jamie King, the Slay Coach, on the If She Did It podcast, sharing her knowledge with you, sharing just so much insight. It was just such a great conversation, and I was just so unbelievably honored to get to interview her. So I cannot wait for you all to listen to this episode and get some juicy nuggets from it. But before we dive in, For anyone that is listening, I wanted to remind you, or if you haven't listened to an episode in a while, let you know that my signature program with my best friend Courtney, Sold Out Launches, is open for enrollment through this Friday, May 14th. So if you are a coach or service provider who is either terrified to launch but knows you should or has launched before and hasn't you know, seeing the results that you've been looking for, this program is for you. We dive into launching in a really in-depth way. We break down every piece of the launch process. We identify the different tactics that you can implement throughout your launch and how launching really works. We dive into um, sales psychology, soulful sales, uh, magnetic marketing, so much really valuable stuff, you guys, that Courtney and I are so excited about. We absolutely love, love, love this program. This is actually the third round of it. And in the first round, we had clients that came to us with no business, left after eight weeks, making over $8,000. We had a client who had launched before, had had her business for a while, but things just weren't really clicking. And within eight weeks, she launched her one-on-one again and made $10,000. We just, our clients just blew our minds with the results. Those are just two really insane results. We had clients make no money to $4,000, just like unbelievable results. And then this past round, the same way, just unbelievable. We had clients completely shift their messaging, shift what they were doing, make, you know, $4,000 as a new coach shifting from service provider. We had a VA who went from no business to now she has 10 clients and she's leaving or going part-time at her full-time job. Just really amazing results. And we want to help more of you get this and launching can allow you to do that. So we are not giving you some cookie cutter bullshit. We are giving you the real deal. We are breaking down launching for you step-by-step in a way that will make sense and then building out your own personalized launch plan. With our help, launching gets to be sexy. Launching gets to be fun. Launching gets to be exciting. It doesn't have to be this thing that drains you and burns you out by the end. We are so excited about it. The women that are enrolled already are just like fucking amazing. And we know that you're amazing too. And we want you to be part of it. So go check out the sales page. It's going to be in the show notes. It's a really beautiful sales page. You guys like seriously go look at it. Um, But also apply (laughs) because we would love to have you be part of it to join in the magic because it's fucking phenomenal. And I could talk to you about it for an entire episode, but uh, we have the Slay Coach here, so we're going to dive in there. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for, you know, the entire thing. Stay tuned till the end and make sure to share, comment, like, subscribe if you're enjoying it. Let us know. And with that, let's dive into this week's amazing, amazing episode. 
welcome to the If She Did It podcast. I'm your host, Becky Sagan, a business coach for beginner online entrepreneurs. Consider this podcast your go-to guide for all things scaling your business to your first 10K months. Get ready to be inspired through marketing, mindset, spirituality, and the stories of successful frempreneurs. I'm so excited to have you here. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. I am so excited to have you here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's start the episode by you sharing your story of how you got to where you are today. Well, first, congrats on the podcast. Super proud of you. (laughs) Um, Gosh, those of you who don't know me, welcome to crazy town. Earmuffs, children. um, I cannot censor myself. So beauty school dropout in a nutshell, try and keep this quick beauty school dropout, um, got knocked up at 19. I have no college education, no formal education, but, um, serial entrepreneur who knew at a very young age that I would not work for anyone else. I grew up learning that I had the power to make my own money. I was a child model, but we were very poor. Um, and my mom took all that money when she could have used it to pay bills and she took it and put it in a savings account for me. So at like the age of four or five, I bought my first like really big, nice swing set with my own money. Cause I was like a baby making 15 bucks an hour <laughs> in like the eighties, the late eighties. So, um, when I was four or five, my mom made sure to teach me the gravity of money and that I had earned this myself. Um, so that was really, really cool. And I just knew early on that I wouldn't work for anyone else. I thought my dream goal would be in the WNBA uh, to play basketball. And I played sports. My dad was a basketball coach, um, only child, you know, he put a basketball in my crib. So I was like, that was my path. So I was like all geared up for the college life, you know, ready to go. I went to summer camps, at the university of Tennessee stayed in the dorms was, you know, ready to go play for Pat summit. That was my goal. That was my vision. And then I had spine surgery. I was a scoliosis kid. So I had a lot of, spent a lot of time in hospitals and doc, in our doctor's offices and wore a back brace, got made fun of for all that. And so once the scoliosis journey came to an end, I ended up getting a spinal fusion because um, I grew a lot and my curve worsened. So I got spinal, my spinal fused in 20, 2002, I was 15. And that kind of like stunted my growth. And also I couldn't play sports for a year. So, um, that took me out of the, the college collegiate basketball track. And then I was like, well, now what the fuck am I going to do? So I thought I would go to college and be like at this NBA WNBA star and a basketball star. And then (laughs) I was like, well, I'm not fucking going to college. That sounds stupid. So at 15, I went from being an advanced placement straight a, the smart kids classes to barely passing junior year the following year. So you know, had surgery end of sophomore year, junior year, barely fucking passed. I mean, like I failed English and had to take it in summer school. Like they barely let me become a senior. And then I failed one other class and I took it in summer school. And then I passed chemistry with a D minus. I was one point away from not like being held back. It was that bad. Like my teachers, like really like lifted up my grades there for me to let, let me go through. And then senior year, I decided I was going to go to hair school. That sounds great. I'll be a celebrity makeup artist. I love doing makeup because my mom built trucks and wore no makeup growing up and went to hair school, realized, oh, ow, you have metal rods in your back. This kind of hurts. So 
that's where the beauty school dropout things come, comes from is that once I got halfway through hair school, I, if you got to 51%, you didn't get any tuition money back. So I got to 50%. I was 11 hours away from not getting any, uh, <laughs> any money back. So I was like, well, if this is going to hurt, I can't do this as a career. So I've dropped out halfway through, even though I was the first one in my class to test out at hundred percent on boards. And I was like a master at hair and makeup. That's why you see the crazy colorful hair and always have my makeup done. Cause I love it so much. But then I fell in love with a boy and I was like, well, I guess I'll bartend and stay in Kentucky and didn't go to LA, didn't become a makeup artist. And then I got knocked up. And I was like, well, this is a typical Kentucky story. Teenage, teenager gets knocked up. Great. Is this my fucking life? I thought I was going to be like a superstar in sports, at least. Like, what the fuck is happening? So I was in a like very toxic, abusive relationship. Um, but I decided, okay, I'll just work my way to avoid this relationship. That's awful. I'll just, I got three jobs. I bartended. I was a Red Bull girl. I that did the big girl thing at like 21 and got a corporate job and bought a house about my first house on my 21st birthday. Um, being responsible and shit, got the corporate job. And I was like, well, this is my path. <laughs> first I thought it would be the restaurant thing. And I, did restaurant management. And then I got the corporate job because I didn't want to work nights and weekends anymore and used corporate America to really grow, glow up my leadership skills. And then I met my husband, got married, worked my way up the corporate ladder some more and ended up managing call centers all over the country, managing 500 people, 22 supervisors, two operations managers. And I was 24 and, you know, all the people I managed were older than me and it was super weird and, but it was cool. And I did a lot of public speaking and training and teaching and education for this corporate job. And I was great at it. But when I had my son, uh, my second baby, my first with my husband, I uh, didn't want to travel anymore. So I'm like pumping my tits in this dirty airport bathroom, calling my husband, like, please let me quit my job. <laughs> please can I quit? And he was like, well, you have to make money. And so that's when I started network marketing. So that's why still to this day, I'm a huge advocate for network marketing. Because if you do not know what you're passionate about or what kind of business you want to build for yourself, go fucking find a product that you can get behind and a company with good ethics that will teach you sales and marketing, give you the training you need to master this online social media space. Anyways, ran over. I hate it when people <laughs> hate on network marketing, but yeah. So then I started that. I was successful making like 60 K a year, you know, like I looked outwardly successful with Beachbody, but I, you know, wasn't super passionate about being someone's fitness mentor. I was really in it for the business side of things. Cause I'd learned so much in leadership development through corporate America. And after about a year of sitting in imposter syndrome, I had like three people coming to me saying, will you coach me in business, in my photography business in my brick and mortar business. So I was doing I was going from local brick and mortar store to local brick and mortar store, training them in Facebook marketing tactics. And so I started training people on social media marketing. I'm like, why am I not doing this? People are, because someone had told me, well, you don't make six figures a year yet. You can't be a business mentor. And so I listened for a while. And then I said, fuck this shit. Cause my daughter got diagnosed with infantile scoliosis, totally not related just by chance, not genetic. Um, and she had a pretty severe curve, <clears throat> my third baby, our last baby, um, we had her and then she had a 33 degree curve. And I was like, my friends started to go fund me for our medical bills. I was like, this is not my fucking life. Then 
that's when the sleigh coach was born a few months later. I was like, I have to fucking do something for my family. I can't, I have to get over my imposter syndrome. I have to get over my own bullshit and just go out there and fucking do the thing that people are asking of me right now. And then it blew up year one. We hit, I mean, we hit six figures in six months. We hit 250 K in year one. We hit a million dollars in year two and we're on track for, yeah, another million. That's it's so. so amazing. And I think that was so, so fun to listen to. Cause honestly, I have listened to you on a lot of podcasts and I feel like you tell different pieces of your story every time. So it's hard to remember like yeah. each when I'm trying, cause I'm trying, there's so many layers to it and yeah. each of them built on, this is why I try and tell people like when someone says you're not qualified, are you adding up all of your past fucking experience? So the reason why I start with childhood modeling is that don't compare your journey to mine. When I learned that at four years old, that I can make my own fucking money. So I've been on this game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not I was an entrepreneur, you know, like my mom took me to these photo shoots for a company that she worked for. So it's not like I was some special kid. It's just that my, I was a circum, I was in a circumstance that provided that for me. And so it was privilege of me to be able to do that. But people compare their journeys. I was like, I, was born an entrepreneur. (laughs) Like this has been in me my whole fucking life. So I like to tell the story from the beginning, even though it's long, because I never want someone to see my success and hear, Oh, she hit six figures in six months. Oh, she hit a million dollars in year two that if I don't do that, I'm not good. Like she is, or I'm not going to be as successful or like y'all. The reason why I blew up so quick was because I had three years of network marketing skills and I finally got an alignment with the pat that the passion that I was supposed to be teaching on. And I also had a lot of coach, like I was basically a coach in corporate America. I coached supervisors and leaders, how to be better supervisors. So I've been teaching people how to build teams and companies since I was 21 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm 34 now. So the experience that I have, and I don't know if you know, Carol Allwell, the champagne diet, we talk about this a lot. She's one of my best friends in this industry. And she talks about, look at your nine to five. If you have listeners that like still have their side hustle, like, look at that as your, you're being polished, you know, like you are learning valuable things that you don't even know that you're learning right now. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Even like before I started my business, I was running social at a bourbon distillery in Kentucky. And, um, it was a startup. And I remember calling my dad after work every day and he's like in business and he has been for a long time. And I would tell him like, they could be doing this better. They could be doing this better. Like I could just see it. And so whenever I end up starting my business, I realized like, oh, this has been in me the whole time. It's just pulling it out and finding kind of like finding it. Yeah. And, and you don't often see yourself how other people see you. Um, you don't realize that they see you as an expert in something until you really start to dig or put yourself out there or offer. They're like, Oh my God, I would love to learn this from you. Or I would love to, you know, be in this world with you. And I didn't realize that I literally, you guys, I had people signing up for my beach body team because they wanted me to mentor them in their wedding planning businesses. So like whatever, I'll sign up to be a coach. If that means I get you as my mentor. Cool. That's amazing. I I'm like, that. Yeah. but I want you to build your beach body business. <laughs> Like, nah, can we just talk about business? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So something that I knew I wanted to ask you, and I feel like this 
it, I, I'm curious how it like fit, fit into your story because when you were doing Beachbody, you weren't the sleigh coach, you were doing Beachbody. So what made you decide that to become a coach outside of Beachbody, you were like, I want to create essentially an, an outside persona. Um, where did that come from? So I was always super, super inspired by Lady Gaga and her transformation. So if people look back and they'll poke fun of her high school pictures of her looking totally different and dressing totally different and being just like this normal brown haired girl next door. So for me, because it was such a parallel industry or a similar industry, I knew in order for my audience, my current existing audience, and I only had a couple thousand followers then only, I mean, I know that's still a lot um, to a lot of people. I literally looked at how are they going to know that this is different? Because I was mentoring people in building Beachbody businesses and I was on the market council for Louisville Beachbody coaches. So they saw me in the business side of Beachbody heavily involved. And so I was like, how can I make sure that they know like, Hey, this is not me anymore. But also I wanted, because I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. I grew up often being a minority as a white person. And I grew up in just a a, a lower socioeconomic status neighborhood, the first, you know, 10, 15 years of my life. And I realized and my high school sweetheart was black. uh, I also realized that my, my whiteness and being white and blonde wasn't welcoming to women of color, or I didn't, I was not a safe space for different cultures or ethnicities. Um, and also I'm, that's my, my roots are like from like an urban background and being this blonde white girl really wasn't me. I always wanted to have purple hair and I was too afraid to do it. Um, I did like go lavender a couple times, like really light, um, had never gone like bold. I've been blonde my whole life. I was born blonde. I like was born that way, but I always, my, my brand is modeled after gem and the holograms. You can Google it. J E M it's a eighties cartoon that I found on VHS at the video store. Cause it wasn't on TV when I was alive and I became obsessed with this cartoon and she had a persona. She was a blonde girl. And then she got on stage and she was this rock star with like neon, everything and bright pink hair. And each of her band members had like purple and red. And it was like the whole fucking mood. And so that my whole brand is like, the alter ego based off of that and kind of inspired by Lady Gaga. But I knew that slay was a word that all different types of women use from all different backgrounds. And I hoped that in changing the blonde to this purple, that my audience would be able to see that I'm no longer this person anymore, but also to create a safer environment and a more inclusive space for women of color and different backgrounds than me. Mm-hmm. So that's when the slay coach was born. And I, I was going to start the business with, you know, it was a coaching business, right? But I saw everyone being like, Sarah Smith coaching, <laughs> Ashley Sue coaching, Ashley Smith coaching. And I'm like, blah, <laughs> fucking hate fitting in. I hate it to my core. If I see everyone zigging, I'm going to zag. I do not want to be doing what everyone else is doing. So like when human design got real trendy, I was like, nope, fuck that shit. I'm not doing a trend. Nope. Not following in. And then I was like, all right, it's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> All right, fine. But like when I I see something super trendy and I didn't start that trend or when I do start the trends and then people start to catch on, I abandon ship. (laughs) Like (laughs) I just have to be the rebel. That's just in my, my DNA. And, um, 
so yeah, the slay coach came from, well, I'm going to help women slay and it's a mm-hmm. coaching business and I'm a coach. So just be the slay coach. Yeah. And so if you've seen me at networking events or I walk in, I have like logoed shirts with the sleigh coach written on it. The first ever like conference I went to, I wore my fucking name on my shirt and introduced myself as the sleigh coach. I was like, I am Lady Gaga. <laughs> I am not Jamie King. She's dead. <laughs> I love that. I feel like that's really the energy that you brought with that is a lot of I don't know what words just came out of my mouth. I feel like the energy that you brought with that, bring with that is an energy that a lot of newer entrepreneurs kind of aspire to have, because I find that a lot of um, new entrepreneurs, not all of them, but a lot of them are a little on the like shy, nervous side. How am I going to like get my footing in this space, especially since it's grown a lot over the past couple of years. So I guess for like a newer entrepreneur, what like, advice or tips or something would you have for them if they're like okay so how do I create my persona how do I kind of step out of myself to build my my name in the online space yeah so I did my whole speech at Summit of Slay on this um the alter ego there's a book on the alter ego effect it's it's not that deep of a high level concept where I think you can read a whole fucking book to understand the nuances of it no it's a you build a fucking character like you're writing a script for a movie like you create her, you give her a name and the, the psychology, let me tell you why. So I never, every module of every course, I don't just teach you the curriculum. I teach you why I'm teaching you it first. So let me tell you why, because don't just tell me what the fuck to do. Tell me why I'm doing it or I'm not going to fucking do it. Um, tell me why it matters or why it's relevant or why it's important. And then I'll fucking do it. So when I, when you create this alter ego effect, what that does to your subconscious is you can ask yourself, how would the slate coach show up? How would insert your persona show up? How would she dress? How would she walk into a room? How does she carry herself? What is she? And I, and I do a lot of persona work with in-person events with my clients and in, you know, now that we're starting to get back to those, thankfully. And the, the, there's a phrase and I quoted this at Summit of Slay. It's easier to act yourself into a new way of thinking than to think yourself into a new way of acting. So if you can live in an embodied, like you hear so many actors that go crazy after playing these really dramatic roles or have to be on medication because they literally become embodied as that person. They are living as that person. The method acting um, theory that a lot of actors learn is that they are becoming that person and living as if they are them. So when you can act as if little by little, and you take time frame. So a tip would be number one, create a name for her. Number two, list how she dresses, how she speaks, what characteristics does she have that maybe you don't have yet that you desire. And then number two, I want you to literally dedicate a specific time in a day or a week that you can become her and say, I'm going to role play. I'm going to act as her once a day. And I'm going to go on Facebook live, or I'm going to act as her for an hour a day in my house with my husband around. I'm going to dress up or I'm going to do it on my Instagram stories. I want you to act as like commit, like put it on your fucking calendar and commit to be her because little by little, it's not that we're trying to kill off the old you. I'm still me. It's just that the sleigh coach is, is who I always envisioned myself being. It's who I really am at my core. Cause your alter ego that you're creating is the dream person that you want to be. 
that's who you really are. That's your true identity. All, not all the bullshit that everyone told you or made you think that you are not. You are who you want to be. And creating that reality for yourself takes time. So baby stepping yourself into it takes a little bit of commitment, a little bit of time. And, and then pretty soon I'm like, I don't even, you look back at my old social media. I invite you guys to scroll back to early 2017 and before be like, who the fuck was that bitch? (laughs) Go for it. I mean, I don't even know who she was anymore. (laughs) It's so cool when you fully understand like what is the psychology behind it why does why do things work the way they work to see like really what is possible and I have seen clients that kind of take that approach of let me try and implement this next level self or give myself a new name or whatever it is and it totally transforms everything um and I remember even when I started coaching I was like well this is who I am and I'm not gonna like necessarily change like go by a different name because literally for the sole purpose of, I was like, that could be cool. And I can barely come up with a name for my business. It took me like five weeks to come up with a name for my business and it ended up being literally just my initials. Like, just right. like so, so, but yeah. even still like from, from the start, I was like, okay, how can I act a little bit differently today or act like that more confident, more bold version of myself every single day. Um, and it really does just makes such a difference and it makes you feel like so much more is possible for yourself. And it starts with just like, it's, it's, I like to equate it to like a closet clean out. It's like, okay, let's get rid of all the old clothes that aren't you. So let's get rid of all the old behaviors that are no longer yours, that you don't desire, that don't align with your vision of who you want to become. (laughs) And then piece by piece, we'll start to rebuild with one new behavior, one new piece of clothing in your closet. And like, if you look at my closet now, it's just like, all slay everything. And, but I don't, I don't want people to get this confused with, Oh, my next level self buys Gucci. It's not about the fucking bag. It's never about the fucking bag. Get the bag, the money bag, but the money bag can be a paper sack. I don't give a fuck. Like it's not about the bag. It's not about the private jets that you see influencers flaunting on social media. They don't own them. (laughs) They're renting them for an hour to take a photo shoot. Like be serious. It's not about that. It's my next level version of me spends a lot of fucking time with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like my next level version of me has four, maybe five hours of work a week. That's my new like 2022 goal Mm -hmm. is like, not (laughs) working more is just working less and being more present and being in the world with people and doing work that matters. And my next level self does have really nice clothing, but not because I'm trying to look like I have money. I have really nice clothing because of the way those garments feel on my body, because I want to know where they came from and that they were ethically sourced or because I just don't need to buy more stuff just to look fit a fashion trend. I would rather buy more quality goods that feel good on me Mm -hmm. or make me feel like the sleigh coach. Right. What does the sleigh coach wear? And it's like, we, we look at how to act as if in other people Mm -hmm. and we think, Oh, okay. So she is doing a mastermind. Okay. Got it. Check. (laughs) I can do that. Okay. Great. Okay. She is doing this. I need to do that too. Cause that's what success looks like. Fuck that shit. Like success for me. And I didn't even know it. Cause I, I built 
the million dollar company, you guys. And guess what? I didn't even know that I missed my kids because I was so busy mindsetting my way into my highest self and my next level and my next level and my next level self that I did not stop to enjoy any of the levels that I passed up. Mm-hmm. Like, and I wasn't burnt out because I was doing the mindset work, but I was bypassing all the physical experiences in my body that my body was telling me to slow down and see, see the world, see your fucking kids grow up. But I was missing that. I created another like corporate job for myself. I have like a quote that I haven't posted um, yet, but it's going on Instagram this week. I think tomorrow it says, did I just, did my clients just become my boss? It's one of those like search bubble, like, yeah. Wait, did my clients just become my boss? (laughs) I just created another job for myself, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it happens to a lot of us. I think that it's a lot of like, we get sucked into the almost like rat race of being the next big thing. And like, like you said in the beginning, like people can't compare their start to your start because they they don't know how much, you know, you learned before you started your business or the background or whatever. It's like, we get stuck in this rat race and we compare ourselves to the person to the left of us, but it's like, we don't know what they did. Like when I took a day off and was watching Netflix, maybe she was like working 10 hours that day and getting ahead. Like we can't compare and yet we get stuck in that rat race. So I feel like like the privilege that I had, like to build my business while being able, like, because I had a husband that made six figures a year in a corporate job. Like the, that is a privilege that I was able, granted walking away from my salary was very uncomfortable. We were cloth diapering. We were couponing. We were like pinching every penny because we had car payments and student loan payments for my husband. I don't have any of those student loan payments. <laughs> um, suckers. <laughs> I didn't go to college. So <laughs> college is great if you go for the right reasons anyways. But like I, I we were penny pinching, but I had the privilege to be able to build this company while my husband worked. So like I real I witnessed that like we had made it to a certain level that I was able to take off mm-hmm. my corporate job to build a network marketing brand. Right. You know? Yeah. It's important yeah. to talk about too. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's people just get again like so focused on I need that next level, I need that next level. And I was the same way. And then I was like, hang on. Yeah, I can make more money, but also like I can go buy, I can go like have a good day today. I can go have fun today. I can enjoy where I'm at right now and not always be looking for the next best thing all the time. And I still do it. Like I got the opportunity to meet with a CEO of a a billion dollar company yesterday. And it was a one hour meeting that ended up going like four hours. And he was like, don't leave. Let's Let's sit and talk. And they were recording content like he had like a whole video, like cinematic team there recording videos. And I was like, great. Um, and he, we were like in his videos. He was like, don't go yet. I want to talk some more. And I was like, I need to go get work done. And I was like, you know what, Jamie, you can chill on a Monday. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I, I never work very hard on Mondays anyways, but I was like, I can take a full ass fucking Monday off. Mm-hmm. Cool. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, we need to remind ourselves. I'm the same. I took off this weekend and I like, it's the weekend I could take off. And I came back to work on Monday with like anxiety. Like I have all this stuff to get done. I should have worked on the weekend. It's like, no, we didn't start a business to work 10 times more than we would have worked elsewhere. And I will not 
I will say my workload is very light now. My job is very easy now, but it was not yeah. always this way. I had periods of hustle in the beginning. So when I say I made 10 K months, my first month out the gate, those were hustle mode months, but it was like I, necessity is really born out of necessity. Like we couldn't, we were looking at a mountain of medical debt for my daughter and it was just, I was getting, and she didn't take a bottle. So she couldn't go to daycare and she was like six months old. So I was waking up at six in the morning, which if anyone knows me knows I'm a fucking night owl. I love to sleep in. I love my sleep. Do not wake me up before nine o'clock in the morning. Ugh. So like I was getting up at 6am working till 9am when she woke up. And then I was, when she went down at nine, I was back at the grind from nine to midnight. So mm-hmm. like there was there was a, there was a hustle season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I built 200 opt-ins like freebie lead magnet opt-ins my first year in business. I, that's amazing. Like, I mean, it's crazy, but it's also amazing. I don't think I have 200 ideas. I <laughs> was like, I had no plan. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, you need help with this. Okay. I'll, I'll create a freebie. Like anytime a client would ask me a question, I would just give them the answer in a freebie basically that I would repurpose. I was crazy. I was like, build a list, build a list. <laughs> well, We're all like half ass, but I was like, they were okay. I mean, mm-hmm. here, I'm done's better than perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I feel like that's like for anybody that's a newer entrepreneur that's listening, it just goes to show like you can hit the big numbers if you want to in the very beginning. And it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of energy. It's going to take a lot of time. So it's like, whatever your goal is, you could reach it. You just have to like calibrate to like, what are you willing to put out to get there almost? But also realizing being real fucking honest. I think honesty is so underrated in this industry. Oh yeah. Self honesty, like honesty with your fucking self, not just like, Oh, authenticity or being truthful to with your audience. But like you're lying. A lot of us are lying to our fucking selves, Mm self-awareness, self-awareness, Like I have to check myself every day when I see things on social media that I'm like, Oh God, that would be nice. And then you don't want that. Remember, you don't want that life. You don't want that life. Mm -hmm. Like I'll see, Oh, I want to go to a movie premiere in Hollywood. You don't want that life. I want to spend time with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like I used to think, Oh, I'm going to build. And I got a taste of this small celebrity status. And I was like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like being on this pedestal. I mean, I want to inspire you, mm-hmm. but I, I just didn't, it didn't feel like where I was supposed to be or what I was supposed to be doing. And every time I look at, Oh, that would be nice to do that. Or we got cast, me and some girlfriends got cast in a local reality TV show. And then I think God stepped in COVID happened and then it didn't film and the contract was up and they never re-signed it. But it was with the company that makes um, Say Yes to the Dress. And it was a major, you know, production company. And they were going to do it themed around Derby. I live in Louisville. And it was going to be like the Derby Real Housewives style thing. And I think God stepped in and just said, like, look, this isn't you. You're trying to, you're looking at all these influencers on social media and thinking that's what success looks like when I really just want to be on my paddleboard with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to create, I want to teach women how to create freedom with their passions Mm -hmm. through passive revenue streams and, and courses and digital products and other affiliate revenue and, you know, network marketing revenue or Amazon store revenue, drop shipping revenue. Like I want to help women create multiple streams of revenue Mm -hmm. 
to have freedom. Yeah. But it's easy to look at social media and say, oh, that looks cool. Or that looks fun. I want to go do that. Yeah. It's, do you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you might think you do, but like, what do you really want? Like, I want to be with my fucking family. I don't want to work that much. Yeah. And I want to help out. I want to be of service. So like reevaluate your three core brand values. Like just keep reevaluating those, keep those mm-hmm. three words on your forefront. What does your brand stand for? That's, what's going to set you apart in the industry anyways. Yeah, it's true. Okay. So for a final question to close this out, something that I like to ask my guests is yes, the curtains match the drapes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, for those newer entrepreneurs that are listening, if they are in a place where they're like, I know I'm going to do this, but I'm literally terrified and I don't even know what my first step would be. What would you want to say to them? God, you should be terrified of looking <laughs> at your life being the same for the rest of your life. Like, I want you to get more terrified about your life being the same for fucking ever because you never got brave enough to take a chance, make a leap. Cause guess what? You are going to fuck up if you don't take the leap and you're going to fuck up. If you do take the leap, you are going to fuck up. You're going to be human. You're going to still have a human experience, whether you take risks or whether you don't take risks, there are going to be people that hate you, whether you do something different or whether you don't do something different. There are going to be people that judge you. There are going to be people, people that second guess you and count you the fuck out and say that you're not good enough. They're doing it anyways. They are talking shit now anyways. The number one thing that you can do to achieve success is stop trying to control everything. Release control and ask myself, is this safe? Am I actually fucking safe in my body right now? Do I have everything that I need? Do you have food? Do you have fucking water? You have shelter over your head? Is your family healthy? Like then you have everything you fucking need. All of that external mind drama is created in your head because you're creating potential scenarios that could go wrong that 99% of the time aren't going to fucking happen. So stop creating fake stories for yourself of what could go wrong and create fantasies of what could go right. I love that. That is good. Well, with that, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Come on, guys. Like, really, wasn't that such a good episode? (laughs) I loved it. I loved having her. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it on Instagram. Tag us. Let us know that you loved it. Because it would mean the world for you to share it. The more shares, the more likes, the more subscribes, the more reviews that this podcast gets, the more ears we can get into, the more lives we get to change. So be part of that change. (laughs) And with that, before I let you go, one more reminder to get your booties onto the Sold Out Launch Sales page, learn all about this fabulous program, and apply to join us because you're not wanna go you're not wanna gonna what? You're not going to want to miss out. It's gonna be super transformational. Who knows? You can be making ten thousand dollars in a launch in the next couple weeks if you just buckle down and join us. So with that Go check out the sales page. I hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you next week on the If She Did It podcast.